Clayton Keller wants a trade? He wants out of Arizona? Probably not, but we'll go ahead and talk about it. Your Locked On Coyotes, your daily podcast on the Arizona Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome one and all to today's episode of Locked on Coyotes. Today's episode brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app and create an account and use the code Locked on NHL for $20 off your first purchase. I'm Robin Leonio. That's Matthew Jacobson. And we just want to thank everyone for making the show your first listen every day. We are free and available on YouTube and everywhere you get your podcast. We're coming back from the weekend. We're going to take a little bit of a step away from a little bit of a, we're going to talk, talk a little bit of Clayton Keller, Matthew. Because mm-hmm. uh, a lot of people are now asking, hey, does he want out? Do you have, how, what can we do to trade for him? The amount of, of idiotic takes and, hey, we can get Keller for this. We can get Keller for that and, and throw Keller in with this and that. And I'm surprised I haven't seen Keller and Krause together again because – my God, the, the trade machine on, on the Twitter is just completely goes off the rails. So what are we talking about today? Uh, it, it was on a on a separate show, on a rival show, Clayton Keller's agents were on, and very strong comments were made. And on one hand, on, on the first listen, I, I guarantee I'm going to just assume that your reaction was, was kind of taken aback just a little bit because when you first hear something as strongly worded as, you know, like we need stability and we're meeting with the Coyotes today. Like that, that makes you take a step back. But when you actually kind of like listen to what they say, it was literally Clayton deserves to know what's going on. And I completely agree with them. And it's also entirely logical that for this organization, after they fumbled the bag, I, I we're probably going to have a lot more criticism. Or at the very least, I will have a lot more criticism going towards the Coyotes management because I'm still pretty perturbed, right? I, we have those backup options. I'm still rather perturbed about how they handle the whole election cycle, but you don't think the players are feeling similar? Like they, they don't have that concrete backup plan in terms of the contracts are ready to sign. This is what we're doing yet. So of course they're going to want some clarity and the star of your team, the kid who just tied the record for most points in a season for an Arizona Coyotes player, he deserves answers. And I think it's completely logical. Oh, 100%. And I think if you like, and if you didn't think that a player would ask to have some kind of clarity in a situation like the Arizona Coyotes, then I don't know who we'd be talking about. Because if you're anybody who's anybody, you'd be asking something like that. Even I'm pretty sure a lot of players right now for the Coyotes are just like, look, like we just want, we just want transparency. We just want understanding. We want something concrete. Because these players, I mean, especially, and again, the case of Clayton Keller, Keller does deserve something that's going to go, you know, eventually work in his, in, in his favor. Um, and, you know, if the Coyotes can't produce that, then maybe, you know, he'll, he'll search somewhere else. But at, at this time, and based off what, you know, his agents have said, like, look, we're not talking about him wanting a trade right now. That's kind of not in discussion. But we just want clarity. <laughs> 
yeah, I guarantee we all would like clarity because while we were maintaining up to the election and on election night that there were backup options and further reports have confirmed that not only there were talks with the Salt River Indian community, but as well as some brief discussions with this whole Fiesta Mall thing, just because we knew that there was some backup you know, groundwork does not mean that one, the NHL had not ran out of patience because it was entirely logically possible that the Board of Governors is like, look, you fumbled the bag hard on this. We're just done. I still don't think they would have, and I don't think they're going to, but it still was a possibility, meaning that if it was that realistic, your players are going to be like, I, I, I don't want to deal with this if it's if it's just we're playing at Mullet for another year, and then do I got to sell my house and go to Kansas City? Do I got to figure out where my kids are going to play hockey or kids are going to go to school? Do I got to uproot everything or live in a separate state from my wife and kids? Like, I just I don't get how we need answers turns into a bunch of people running with that means there's got to be a trade coming. Like even I think exactly. it was Elliot Friedman said there was no trade request, or yeah. it was him or someone else said there was no trade request. They just wanted answers. Exactly. And let, let me go ahead and and you know make this in a more personal in, in a more personal way and kind of and and go like this to uh, like so Matt if let's say you know. You have a full-time employer, and they're like, "Like, all right, look, we're kind of in a, real, a little rocky situation. We're guaranteed to, to you, that you're going to stay here in Arizona or, or in this office for the next year, but we don't know what everything's going to look like. We might move maybe just across the city, or we might move to another state. What are you going to feel if you're just an employee and you're just like, am I going to have a job? <laughs> I, I can even make it a little more personal. Like one of the reactions, even though, again, we all knew there were backups. We just weren't sure how far along they were or whether or not they would have the time. That's a very valuable resource right now. Um, I just got brought on here. I'm like, is my career now that I'm finally, like even technically part of local media, is that already gone? Like the, the, my little, little two weeks of, of sub fame, like come and go, like, and, and that was a very bleak feeling, and I get it. Like It, it was like gut punch to everyone, but we still had to have a couple of seconds to think logically, and I think a lot of people, after they got the first night of sleep, it helped, but we're still like we still going want off the rails. We still want to understand you know, what's moving forward. And yes, you're right. There are options, right? There are things to, you know, to consider, mm-hmm. but there's nothing concrete. And I think that is what Clayton Keller's agents and Clayton Keller deserve, you know, deserves to find out. Although, I mean, I guess now that Nick Schmaltz trade doesn't sound so bad because if players are going to want out. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, like, it's funny because if you asked me a while ago, you know, if the Coyotes should trade for Nick Schmaltz, I'm like, nah, he's part of the core. At this point, I'm like, look, if it makes sense, if he want, if, if Nick Schmaltz wants to leave, like, you know what? You, know, you can let that happen. You know, like you can try to figure things out. I'm okay with that. As long as the return is fine. Yeah. Um, and also let him go play on a winning team right now. Keller's part of the core, part of the future. He's multi he's, he's a couple years older. Keller ne- Keller's needed to help, you know, coach the young ones. Um, <laughs> and, you know, help, you know, help bring them up. Isn't it weird to think about Keller as a vet and he's like 24? <laughs> he's younger than me. <laughs> 
uh, I can't I can't stop thinking of really good hockey players being younger than me. I had to understand that I'm getting older and players are just getting younger and better. Just I don't happens. want to think about that because I'm almost thirty. Well, I we're, we're gonna we're gonna move on from this. All right, all right. We're we're, we're gonna talk a little bit um, to bring up college for a second um, and and how Robin for some reason uh, can't just take the the forks up on this one. Uh, we're gonna talk a little bit about a college player returning. After the ad break. Where's my... There it is. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. I want to let you guys know that when it comes to buying tickets, it is very stressful. I've used so many different ticket vendors only to get surprised by, hey, this seat is obstructed. Or, hey, you know what? All these, maybe even, look, unnecessary fees and just they add up. It is absolutely insane. That all changed when I found the Game Time app because I was able to see a picture of my seat before I even purchased the seat, and I can click on an option for all-in pricing that allowed me to see, ex- you know, exactly how much I would pay for each ticket. Plus, overall, Game Time's prices were the lowest I could find anywhere else. Game Time is the perfect place for those last-minute tickets. They've got great deals. They got flash deals to find. Um, you know, for getting as as you get closer, it is absolutely once once again the best place to buy tickets on the market. Snack tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app and create an account. Use the code Locked On NHL for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code Locked On NHL for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And Matthew, you said you you're trying to yeah you uh, teed up that this this second segment very perfectly. You're talking about a uh, a college player going back for a second year. Mm-hmm. Let's get right into that because uh, Logan Cooley announced over the weekend he's going back to Minnesota. Yeah, and um, I saw one thing on Facebook, and someone made a graphic. It's like, oh, Logan Cooley made a decision that screwed over the Coyotes. First off, no. It didn't, all right? It didn't screw over the Coyotes. Uh, I am disappointed, all right? I I am I really wanted to see him play this year at Mullet Arena, donning the Kachita, because he was phenomenal. I just brought up his stats while you were doing the ad read right there. 39 games, 22 goals, 38 assists, 60 points at University of Minnesota last year. He was ridiculous. And also at the Mullet Arena, funny enough, when I was occupied, one of the times I was actually doing something so I couldn't watch it, he pulled off a, a lacrosse goal. So it's like... This kid is ridiculous. I want to see him play for the Coyotes, but I don't blame him for his reasoning because he even said, while he's confident that this is all paraphrasing, but I was reading his quotes, you know, while he's confident they will figure it out, it did play a factor, the, the arena vote and the uncertainty. And look, this kid is 19 years old. He needs to just focus on his development, focus on the (laughs) hockey and not have this hanging over his head. Absolutely. I am that that is a 100% correct. The one thing I do not like though, um and this is not this is not on Cooley. This is on on the way me, uh national media or other media has framed his decision. He he said it was a factor. However, some other media organizations out there are saying that it fueled his decision as if it was like the big you know the overlying it's like you know what this is the big you know this is the the number one reason why it was not the number one reason why look let's 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 be real a lot of the a lot of college players are staying for a second year especially if you're a kid if you're a kid like logan cooley 
who has a chance to chase a national championship for a really good Minnesota Cooper's team. Like, what? Like, who? Like, if who wouldn't take an opportunity like that to play some meaningful hockey? Yeah, and also considering the fact that the Coyotes are still going to be in year three of a rebuild, this year will be better. Also, depending on if they can get a couple extra vets and you know some other mm-hmm. kids take some steps forward, but they're still not going to be a playoff team. I still stand by my prediction of they'll look like a playoff team at some points. They're not going to be a playoff team. It's still a young rebuilding team. And if you want to play that meaningful hockey, play it. And in my my opinion, my personal theory, reading the quotes and how long it took, is that he was on the fence regardless. And this was the deciding factor because he was like weighing everything up. I'm like, I might not, I might go. Essentially, we'll see how the vote goes because that would be a lot of excitement, you know, go right into the correct situation. But if it goes south, like, do you want that over your head right now? Do you want that distracting your hockey? Right. Look, we are a franchise of resiliency. The 09-10 Coyotes coming out of bankruptcy. Like, the, the playoff video they showed, all the headlines and how, you know, the bankruptcy is going to loom over the team, that was a very veteran-heavy group. And I think they were more equipped to handle the uncertainty, whereas with a younger team – I don't want prospects being ruined. And that is on the Coyotes organization. If for whatever reason this ends up being a bit of a step back or he really is NHL ready and he, he's not going to learn very much more and it might stunt it just a little bit going back to NCAA, that's on the Coyotes organization. But personally, he it sounded like he was on the fence regardless. And this was just, okay, I'm just going to make the logical decision, not this organization doesn't deserve me or something. Like some people, like one person literally said, that that Cooley's just gonna walk himself to free agency and, and and hold on all four years. I I don't see a logical timeline where that happens because even if he refused to sign, the Coyotes would at least get like something for him. They would trade him. Yeah, though no, they would not just like. There's no way they would just let uh let him walk like that, like. Cooley is extremely valuable, and if they can just hold on to his rights, someone will pay a lot for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, if you're a Coyotes fan, if you're the Coyotes, you hope, you darn well hope, that sooner rather than later, you're going to get Cooley to sign your his entry-level contract with the team. Um, but, you know, you cannot blame him for making the decision to go back to college for his sophomore season. I mean, again, like I said, so many kids, so many college kids do it, um, especially with teams that are rebuilding, like we talked about the Arizona Coyotes. Mm-hmm. It's logical. You could play playoff hockey, or you could potentially build bad habits, or you could you know, potentially go into a situation that might not be the best for your career at that moment because the Coyotes in year four of the rebuild, let's pretend that, that the off-ice stuff gets resolved in the next 90 days, so it's not a factor. Year four of the rebuild will be better than year three which will be better than year two and so on and so forth, or at least logically should be. If you hold on the extra year, you mean to tell me they, you mean to tell me they actually slowly get better every year? No, no. Crazy thought. Crazy. (laughs) And and like, he also could sign the ELC this year. Like, obviously I, I think he technically could sign at any moment. And like, even at training camp, I think, I don't think he's the kind of kid that would say he's going to go back and then not. I'm going to say, like, technically he could at any moment, but when the season's over this year, no matter what, regardless, we will have an answer of whether or not the Coyotes have a long-term future here or it's relocating by the end of the season. Like, 
I, I think we'll have an idea by the start of this season, let alone at the end. So regardless, he's going to sign by the end of this year, like whenever the college season is over, whether it's going to be for the uh, Arizona Coyotes or the Mexico City uh, Gila Monsters. I don't know. I, I, I can't think of anything. I, I'm not creative, all right? I, I, I am creative with the stupid stuff, not with the naming stuff. I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> um, but, you know, like, it, and it makes sense because, yeah, Cooley, like, you know, Cooley's our top, you know, the, the, uh, the top prospect right now. He's the top one to pay attention to. Um, and I think what the only other one that we still haven't heard from yet is Connor Geeky. And I, at least in terms of, you know, higher level prospects, um, mm-hmm. you know, I don't blame him if he doesn't want to, if, if he wants to wait it out another year either. He also might not quite be ready. Uh, cause depending on your opinion, all right. Uh, I'm talking to a, a few people, including on a, a different podcast. I was a guest on for an episode and, um, the consensus there seemed to be, while his skating is fine, so it's probably gotten a little bit better, he's just right. not quite ready yet. And while part of me just says, look, let the young kids, you know, once they're they're out of the WHL or college, like you can't learn anything else from that, let them play at the NHL level so they can kind of get a feel for what's going on. But there's also the alternate argument of you don't want to rush a kid or force those bad habits, toss them into losing situations, because uh, not everyone can handle that. All right, just – Clayton Keller is a kid that very much handled it. And mm-hmm. you saw him, even though it's year two of a rebuild, get mad when we lost, despite the fact he knew we were going to lose some games. Uh, so it, certain people handle it differently. You don't want to force prospects and have another Kyle Turris where it's stunted development and has to go somewhere else. You don't want another Peter Mueller where it just ends up going nowhere. You don't want you know, a situation where you bring a, a kid up too early and then they end up, kind of going off like I would prefer him to sign that contract and and him to be part of the team at least to the start so you can kind of get a feel uh but I also I understand the the mindset of he might probably Look, just be WHL yeah. I don't bl- I wouldn't I don't blame him for just going another year in the WH like well even then you can sign a contract and figure it out but mm-hmm. um you can play in the WHL and the next year um for one more year next year sign a contract and then um season in Tucson if you know hopefully that that you know if you know assuming everything you know stays the same by the next couple years or whatever look um, even PD said that the roadrunners are probably fine here for at least a couple years even if the coyotes packed up tomorrow so like we'll see geeky in, in a Tucson uniform but y'all better force Josh Doan one game opening night into a Kachina so that way I can have this Arizona born playing for ASU, Tucson, and the Coyotes. If you guys are going to pack up and leave, you owe me that. You owe me that one thing. You need to get Donor and a Kachina one NHL game. True. 100%. (laughs) You did – I did show reminded, though, of – speaking of the Tucson Roadrunners, what – what it's going to look like for – it might have already happened um, during, like, a – but maybe they'll do it this this upcoming season for the Tucson Roadrunners. Because every Tucson Roadrunners game, they do a you know like, like a Q and A with a certain player. Hey, get know this player, and they and they just have like on the jumbotron, what's you know what's your favorite this or whatever. The last question is always U of A versus ASU. Every single almost every single player chooses U of A because they don't want to tick off the Tucsonans. 
However, every now and then, there is a player who will just say ASU just to piss them off. Josh Doan, and no, undoubtedly, I mean, he freaking went to If he ASU says for- U of A, we're, we, are, we are going to burn his ASU jersey. <laughs> we're not actually going to, but, like, I'll get a piece of paper and I'll write Doan 91 with, like, some flame or whatever. And, like, I'll burn it on, on the show because, like, you cannot. And also, last game I went to, I think it was Donor's first game, they did that. And the entire time I was just chanting ASU because I, I had a death wish. Uh, apparently down there in, in Tucson. But the only correct answer is ASU. I, I, I'm i sorry, but, like, how many NCAA tournaments has U of A gone to? <laughs> okay, let's not do this now. <laughs> Rivalry week isn't here yet. No, we're not. Yeah, we'll not do this until what? Is it going to be September or is it going to be October when the U of A versus ASU in hockey? I, I, think, it's, I, I think it's October, right? Segment three is going to have to be just talking about college and locked on. We'll have to deal with it. Um, speaking of segment three, I want to talk about Clayton Keller and his award nomination. I want to talk yes. about him being nominated for the Masterson. Uh, Masterton? I Mas- am terrible with names. Mas- Masterton. I- but it's essentially a, a resiliency award, and he's going up against Chris Letang. Uh, I, let me get the, the, the third player uh, because it's a goaltender. Uh, Alex Stalock. Alex Stalock. I think he was a, he's missed a, a year and a half due to concussions. And mm-hmm. you know what? Nothing but but you know but love for him to come back and and be fine because concussions are a scary thing. Uh, and and Chris Letang having a stroke. Not I'm happy that. he's okay. Not just having a stroke, but also dealing with the death of his father. It's like I'm I'm happy he's okay, and I know that. This is kind of already decided. Like most people have, have are agreeing that this is kind of already decided. It's it's, it's Latang's to to lose. This is Latang's to take. I have um, like as much as I as much as like you know, I would advocate tooth and nail for Clayton Keller to win this award. This is Chris, this is Chris Latang's year to take the Matt Matt Trophy. But I just Keller had an injury, and I I, I I'm pretty sure I said. Not this exact quote, but this exact sentiment when I was talking about it uh, last year on my own channel, where it's like, this is an injury that he might not be the same player. He's young enough to where he should heal up and be fine, but even healing up physically, there's a mental aspect. He's not going to know until he's in a game situation going full speed, whether or not he's just going to to, kind of slow down or kind of freak out a little bit because it's a mental thing it's not like oh keller's not good enough it's you have no idea until you're back in that situation and going from 67 games 28 goals 35 assists 63 points he was two points shy of his rookie year in like 15 less games he was playing phenomenally he should have been the coyotes first 30 goal scorer in x amount of years he ended up being it the year after but 82 games 37 goals 49 assists 86 points and and I, I very much keep an eye on Nick Schmaltz with his with his injuries. This could have, if he didn't heal right or or it got reaggravated, this could have been the start of of a decline in his speed and his durability and the fact that the only thing he was worried about when the injury happened is if he was if his season was done. The fact that he was busting it all offseason. I read the the article by Craig Morgan. I already respected this kid from what I could see on the ice going from 
in my opinion, his sophomore year, and I'll stand by this, not a very good hockey player all around, and he was making all those bad passes and and, mm-hmm. and not shooting as well as you would like him to. And it was, yes, it was a sophomore slump, and he had an okay season at 47 points, 33 assists, but there was a lot of bad turnovers, not running a very efficient power play unit. There's a lot that I could criticize there. The fact that he did nothing but fix that two-way game, address it, get involved in the forecheck and the back check, make smarter, crisper passes, work on his shot even more, and then came back this season and almost potted 40. He almost had 90 points. He tied Keith Kachuk's point record. This, I, I not only like already had respect for that, like Clayton Keller is the face of the franchise and probably should have the C. Like I've had reservations no because of his, his personality. From what we can see, very shy, kind of a quieter guy. We had a similar personality with OEL. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But we also don't know how he is in the room. Like we're just seeing what we see, you know, like with the fans. But just that resiliency, that mindset, that uh, to borrow a, a basketball term, that Mamba mentality to want to like not just come back to be excellent, uh-huh. to come back on a yeah. rebuilding team and want to win and be angry when you lose. I have nothing but the utmost respect for this kid, and one hundred percent, he should win. I have I respect Chris Letang, but like my bias is right here. Clayton Keller, I I have him. He has. I mean, to win. yeah, yeah. You, I mean, you look at what he did, um, and how he did it. It's funny because when I look back at last year when the offseason hit, um, and the news hit, what just what maybe two, three, about two months after Clayton Keller broke his leg, said Clayton Clayton Keller seen uh, or um, reportedly skating on his own again, and I'm thinking in my head. My dude, like, take it easy. You don't have to work this hard. You don't want to risk you getting any more injured. But mm-hmm. he, he's still, like, you know, like he's like, you know what? I am going to work my behind off. I am going to be the best at what I can do. Um, and I'm going to get back from this injury and then even be better. He did that and then some. And he, and that, and again, there's a reason why he is a finalist. And I, and I, and I'm 100% for that, and I am 100% for what you said. This dude is the future captain of the Arizona Coyotes. He will wear the C at one point. Maybe the only person who can potentially rival that position is Lawson Kraus. That's a fair, maybe another discussion. But, um, I mean, an example of why I think that, you know, Keller does, and I talked about this with Carl Pavlock, um, you know, on the, on this podcast some maybe a few weeks ago, maybe a couple months ago. It's been a while. Um, but Peyton Keller was one of those players that was at the first Tempe City Council meeting, you know, when they were trying to put, to, you know, push together, push forward the TED and said, hey, you know, and he, he advocated it for himself, too. Like he, he I can't he put his name up on the card, but he was part of the presentation himself. But he was there. He wanted to make a comment and make sure it happened. And I really and I, I don't think and I, Carl said it like when there were uh when the Glendale City Council meetings were happening years ago, many years ago, like players might have shown up, but no one spoke. Like the fact that he actually spoke, it speaks volumes. Um, so that's another thing, why reason why he deserves the captain. But kind of going off the rails here on this one. But look at what he did in, in this season. I want to, and like I'm looking forward to what he's seeing, what what he can see in the future. I have no doubt that whether he wins the the Master Ten Trophy or not. 
Like it's like being a finalist. One of these final three is a honor in its own. And like, it's just absolutely amazing to see that comeback from a broken leg to, you know, having a career season and a franchise breaking record, a franchise record season for Clayton Keller as an Arizona Coyote. You couldn't even tell he was hurt. Like no. I, I just remember I was watching, you know, I really, as much as I could, you know, because the first games were on the road, much as I could in training camp. Just, I wanted to see how he was skating. And I, I was, I was nervous and the results spoke for themselves. And, and, you know, I, I my God, the, the Coyotes cannot afford to lose this kid ever. Like just, no. just straight up. Um, you, you could trade anyone else on on in this organization, not named Josh Doan, including Logan Cooley. All right, not I'm not changing my opinion on Cooley. Just to prove, just proving a point. Anyone that's not named Clayton Keller or Josh Doan, you could trade on in this organization for any reason, and I'll at least like like open up to it at some point. You get rid of Clayton Keller under any circumstances that like even if it is they they ruin their future prospects and he wants to go somewhere else. Like you're not going to hear the end of it from me because this kid went through this, this arc of, of, you know, explosive start to really disappointing sophomore year to literally just becoming a damn good all around hockey player in every context to now being a borderline star in this league. And not just and, and not just the fact that he became to that point, but based off of his personality and and that start and that stardom, this dude has captured the hearts of the entire Coyotes fan base, the entire Coyotes, the entire Arizona hockey community. If you like, if you if you are a fan of hockey in, in any bit here in Arizona, Clayton Keller is is kind of like his his name is synonymous with the entire group here. Like, and it's it, it's it's amazing to see to see that everyone loves him, and I think that's why, it, he, in you know, he's untradeable. You just cannot get rid of that. Literally, he's almost achieved Doan status. Like how important Doan was through the highs and the lows, and you always had Doan on that roster when when you know Keith and and, and Jr. left. Uh, I think one was via trade, one was via free agency, but I, I'm not the most knowledgeable on the first couple of years. Uh, when Teppo left and it's like, who do you have left? Don't. Whenever they broke up that core, that 2012 core, who was left? Don't. Like, the urinating tree, another you know, YouTuber called him the, the fossilized version of Shane Don't is out, is out there. And it's like, yeah, but Don't is still on the roster. Don't is still the franchise fit. Clayton Keller might have just etched his way into, into that level of, of – hockey praise in this market and if, if he follows it up with another 30 plus goal season 90 point season next year i, I think they just solidifies it because as much as i love Doan, as great as he is as he is the franchise's best player ever if keller plays a similar amount of time here keller will be and he's just he's Without better he's just no disrespect he's better <laughs> i mean yeah absolutely and um yeah and like and Especially because I mean, this Coyotes team could be, you know, in a few, you know, several years down the road, could be very good. Um, and I say could because there's so much speculation. Um, there's everything has to fall into the place. But I still firmly believe 
that Clayton Keller is the corner piece that will hold that all together. If he's gone, I feel like a lot of other things fall out of, fall out of place. Yeah, so, I mean, Keller should should win. He's not going to, but, like, he should. And um, I have no doubt he's going to finish. <laughs> like, he will finish with the second most votes. But he should have the first. And, again, it's nothing against Latang, and it is my Arizona bias. Yes. But, like, this kid, you. like, if it was any other year, like, I, I'm not going to make the joke. Like, uh, I, I was so tempted to make the joke of, oh, Latang, you had to pick this year. But, like, no, it's it's – it's Latang's year, and it's obviously it's unfortunate circumstance, one hundred percent. Whatever you have to have your year as like the Masterton, because it's it's a resiliency award. It's mm-hmm. you had to persevere, uh, but it's like any other year. This is Keller's award, one hundred percent. One hundred percent. Any final thoughts you want to give out before we close things off on today's episode? No, I want to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> I hear ya. I hear ya. Well, we're going to be, <laughs> this is going to be it for today's episode of the Locked On Coyotes podcast. If you like what you heard, don't forget to leave a review, like, comment, subscribe if you have yet to already. We are available everywhere you get your podcast. We are even on YouTube and the Sirius XM radio app. Just search Locked On Coyotes. We're also on social media, so you don't forget to interact and follow us. We're on Facebook, facebook.com slash Locked On Coyotes, and on Twitter at LO underscore coyotes i'm personally at robin underscore leonio matthew jacobson is at the az sports guy interact with us ask a question you might have we might answer right back or in a future episode of the locked on coyotes podcast thanks again everyone for listening today's episode hope you guys staying safe out there hope you guys staying healthy and don't forget to howl on